Hello, welcome to the podcast on air with Rafael. This is Rafael Chen. Today we are here having the founder of Easy LED Academic and the president of Easy LED Visual, Francie Lin. Great. Well, well. Thank you for being able to make the interview, and、uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure that、um, everybody wants to know more about the academic that you are studying online right now. And that's the topic that we're probably going to have today to discuss. Would you be able to give a brief discussion on, like, what you do and、uh, who you are, and why do you want to start this LED academic? And Uh, by all means, I think this is a great idea. It's definitely bring the latest information, but because you know, on the market, there's so many different brands, there's so many different their own technology term.、Um, having been the first one, and I would say you're the pioneer of in in this industry, starting to try to aggregate all this information into a single platform that where you are building right now. That、um, that's a great idea. So, would you be able to like talk about it? Yeah, sure. So.、Uh... Uh, first of all,、uh, a brief introduction to my personal background is,、uh, no, actually I entered、uh, this industry by accident because、uh, simply because、uh, you know in 2013, after I got tired of my、uh, office job, I mean、uh, the routine nine to six, so、uh, I was trying to find a job that I can travel, and I like to talk to people face to face, so I picked a sales job actually. Uh, in one of the public listed manufacturers here in China,、mm. so、uh, that's、uh, when I started my,、uh, um, you know, personal experience with、uh, the LED display industry. So you know, then、um, uh, I think it's、uh, quite interesting that back at that time,、uh, obviously, you know, the outdoor DOH application was the major application for LED displays, and、uh, a lot of、uh, manufacturers were focusing on that market. So、uh, um, for me, my first year, I was focusing on outdoor permanent installation projects as well. But、uh, very soon,、uh, we found actually, you know, uh, uh, for North American market, actually, I think you know we need to find、uh, a better way because、uh, uh, we all know that permanent installation projects usually takes a long sales cycle. So it's anywhere you know from six to eighteen months to go through all the paperwork. I mean, for all the licenses, permits, so you know that.、So、yeah, then, exactly. Yeah, so then、uh, we were thinking about, you know, other what other options we can have. Then、uh, we found actually、uh, one of the uh, uh, markets that we can change our strategic focuses, at least for the short term, was、uh, to switch to the rental staging industry. So,、uh, but back at that time, I would say. The market was pretty much dominated by other、uh, brands. I mean, typically Barco and Martin.、Mm. So you know, then,、um, but you know, obviously that market.、Um, uh, first of all, its sales cycle is、uh, much shorter, usually less than three months. So also, you know, it has a huge potential because、uh, uh, back at that time, a lot of、uh, small and medium-sized production companies they cannot afford the gear. So They have to sub rent from other production companies,、mm. but now uh, uh, with uh, the made in China LED panels,、uh, I would say、uh, a lot of them can't afford it, so they will be willing to buy by themselves.、Mm. So also, you know,、uh, it's uh, because uh, uh, I would say it's actually a sustainable buying power 
for this market. So uh, why you, you talking about the market? rental market? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they because they have to continuously upgrading their you know rental fleet. So you know that's the change. But you know that was back in two thousand fourteen. But uh, that year, exactly. I also, yeah, yeah, I also saw. Yeah, no, I totally hear you because, like you're saying that, like the rental market booming. I mean, starting you're talking about the history of LED, starting from the permanent installation, then you move on to the rental market. But all of this is pretty much like a three or four years ago, like market continued changing, right? So there's going to be a new strategy and new things, and definitely that's why you start doing the academic right now. So. Um, are you uh, so? Are you right now a LED manufacturer or, or a supplier, or are you uh, focusing on setting up this platform uh, for the LED courses or education? Like, what kind of role are you right now, and how do you position yourself? Well, that's a very good question. Actually, uh, I would also like to use this opportunity to uh, give more, you know, detailed background information. Mm -hmm. uh, the what we call Easy LED Academy, because mm -hmm. uh, we found this academy actually. Uh, we began to make the preparation uh, from June twenty twenty. It's because uh, you know uh, the year two thousand twenty was actually badly hit by COVID. I mean worldwide, so uh, we were not able to travel anymore. Mm. So uh, you know, uh, back at that time, uh, we were thinking, you know, what we can do. You know to help our customers i mean uh since uh, everybody you know were seeing the business slowing down then uh i think you know it's about time for us to repay the industry is uh mm. instead of just uh selling them products so what kind of value we can bring to them since they are now finally can have some kind of break to learn something so uh we tried to uh, give some training sessions to some of our partners and uh, you know they were they used to be too busy to take our training courses. <laughs> paid work comes first. Well, but uh, I would say uh, the first few sessions went really well. Great. They found it very helpful. So then they gave us the suggestion that we should pro probably standardize our courses so that you know we can. Uh, um, make it available you know so are you still a led manufacturer at this point or are you now has changing or are you doing this in parallel like where are you right now we are doing both actually so on one hand yes we are an led discipline manufacturer and the academy however is actually we position the academy as a neutral platform it's mm. not you know it's not really a, a platform for advertising or commercial promotion but you know we um, that's that's a very clear positioning because uh you know uh when we talk to our partners like you know nova star like you know rgb link nation star mm -hmm. so microblog all these companies will tell them very clearly that you know it's it's going to be a education platform that mm -hmm. you know we will focus on the knowledge itself instead of you know putting any kind of advertisement mm -hmm. so you know that's the purpose of the of the academy no, no, that's that's definitely great because it's especially there's so many turn in um, in the LED industry and everybody just put their own scenes on their website and it's very difficult to collect all this information. So, 
who designed those coasters? Like, did you do that, or do you have, like, engineer doing this, or like, how how do you come out with this course? Like, why, why is your courses good? Like, how important is your tutorial? Like, wh why why you position yourself? The course is gonna be the uh, the impactor or like what will, will be the main course that people should listen or should will be able to learn from that like what's um how do you value your courses so that's actually something we spent like six months to drop and uh, we actually had the final version by the end of uh, 2020 also i think you to make the the academy professional and you know authoritative i think it's it's not just us because people ask a very specific technical questions mm -hmm. and honestly it's beyond uh, LED display manufacturers capabilities to answer that. Exactly. So that's why we need experts from uh, different links of the supply chain. So that's why we need to involve everybody. I would say uh, we were trying to build a platform that we can consolidate resources from the entire LED industry. Mm. So it's not just us, it's actually we are doing this together with all our tech partners and without their help, their help, I don't think we can make it happen. Oh, that's great. That's, that's, uh, that, I mean, that definitely, um, it re require many different, uh, uh, like people from many different industry to input, to make this happen. I mean, yes, they are probably going to be competitor as well. And mostly probably going to be you competitor, but then, um, bringing this industry forward to having people understand like, what is the latest technology and how the different technology is suitable for different um, different um, use case. That's all going to be really important. And now we have an introduction and uh, let's move on to our, let's continue our conversation on after COVID. So what, I mean, we talk about what happened and where you think that, that in the COVID, that how is this impacting your business? How, how does this impact your business? Um, but what's going to happen after COVID? Like I said, I think the COVID in the United States has pretty much ended. Um, but most of the supplier, like for example, you mentioned that you, there was a few cases in Shenzhen and it's affecting the, um, the, 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 the working schedule of the, of the manufacturer. So, so post COVID where, um, I can see right now the demand is surging um, uh, in, in North America market, especially United States. And everybody is just like, oh, I want to build, 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 build. I just want to upgrade and I want to catch up the next trend because um, from where I've seen from many different media or um, a newspaper, they are all predicting that going forward, there'll be a great 10 years, just like the Rowling 20, um, back to 19, 1920 after the Spanish fluid. <clears throat> where this is uh, very similar cases um, after COVID, they are expecting that there's going to be a great 10 years of economic booming. Um, so, however, where we are changing into a global uh, economic supply chain model, um, and China, obviously, it's one of the LED manufacturers, the major one, uh, but it's still getting affected by the COVID. Um, how, what do you think, what's going to happen next? So I think first of all, we need to adapt to some of the latest changes 
in the market. You know, the ones we just mentioned earlier in our conversation. So, for example, you know, we are seeing more and more corporate applications are using video walls for video conferencing or for other communication purpose. So uh, then we actually need to uh, go one step further to understand the real needs behind that. For example, we need to uh, adapt to their the user habit. So they, they would like to use a standard resolution, you know, LED wall. Uh, that's one thing. Also, they want, uh, some of them want some uh, interactability, you know, so, so that, you know, they can use it like a big TV. These are some of the uh, changes in the market. Also, uh, for the live event industry, so they are now building a lot of uh, XR uh, stages, I would say. So HDR, or HDR is one of the technologies that is uh, most often used. So also, virtual production is definitely changing the filming uh, industry. Uh -huh. So uh, if you know the Mandalorian, so uh, the filming process was actually in a virtual studio. So these are really some uh, new trend in, uh, in, in the COVID period. And I think it's gonna last, even if after the COVID is gone. Obviously, um, every industry is uh, looking for newer options constantly. Uh -huh. So uh -huh. now, obviously, you know, we are actually evolving together. So, I mean, I, I wish you all the best that we'll be able to catch up this uh, new trend of the, you know, the market booming coming up the, um, and uh, along with this educational platform, uh, be able to, you know, to show people um, where to purchase and what kind of technology they should purchase to suit for their application. I mean, ourselves, we managing the billboard in Times Square and of having a player to be able to try to play uh, at high resolution and very high frame rate. Um, that's why we're doing this podcast and try to connect with all the industry leaders to show to our audience that what will be the latest technology and not I mean, not the latest technology is the best. It's more like how many different technology they are existing in the market and um, to your application, like to, to, to what you need to do, what should you choose um, to, to work for you? And so that's the, that's the idea. Yeah, sure. Awesome. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, obviously we, we are seeing LED displays themselves are not changing that much. It's about the way people use it. That's that, that's really making a difference. Exactly. And, uh, <laughs> in different applications and the, the way they use it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, there's so many manufacturer uh, LED manufacturer in in China, and uh, and each of them have their own, of course, their own core strength. Hopefully, this COVID pandemic will be ending soon um, in China, then, you know, the global supply chain will be able to finally, finally catch up. What would be the impact for the COVID um, in terms of on, in your industry? Because from what I'm seeing right now in the United States, we're doing a lot of um, like indoor construction, outdoor construction. There are a lot of the, like uh, conference room or the, uh, of the interior design has now been in been 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 construct and been um, been deployed. So this since happened um, during the the period of pandemic, you know. Um, so that's why, I mean, to me, since the business is still pretty busy during COVID, uh, business wise, to me, it looked like during the COVID, it's booming 
in the COVID. But do you have a different story from your side? I saw from your past experience that you, you've been working in supply chain for, for years. COVID has uh, definitely brought severe challenges to our industry. Okay. So uh, I think, you know, uh, one of the uh, vertical segments that was uh, most severely impacted was the live event industry. Definitely. So yeah, over the past year, I mean, the full year, so uh, we can see people lost their jobs and some of the production companies, they have to close. They actually suffered a lot from the pandemic. So, but also another side, actually, I would say uh, probably some of the uh, vertical segments are actually emerging. For example, you know, uh, like the uh, one you just mentioned, uh, also virtual production. So uh, that, you know, to be back online, to do events at least, you know, also, you know, for corporate, so many um, corporate conference rooms are now equipped with LED displays for video conferencing. Yes. So that definitely gives us a lot of uh, newer opportunities um, because uh, some of the uh, small and medium-sized companies, they were not thinking about the uh, building a LED wall for their offices. But now I would say a lot of them are considering or they're actually making the decision now. Exactly. because. Right now, it's the pandemic and there's nobody in the office. If they want to do any upgrade, they want to do any construction um, to replace their like, conference room with a large LED, um, this is the time to do it. So from what I understand, from what I know, uh, for the past years, it's actually quite busy in terms of the, um, the indoor upgrade. Well, since we're jumping a gun and <laughs> talk about COVID already, um, let's, let's pull back to our um, uh, our original question, set of question, like, do you ever consider to have a manufacturer of the LED display in the United States again? Well, I, I think that's, uh, that's pretty challenging, honestly. Mm. It's, uh, you know, uh, the reason why I think the number one is because uh, uh, if you want to manufacture LED displays, so it's not just about a factory or the production equipment, it's mm. more about the entire supply chain. I would yeah. say, uh, you know, the entire supply chain is highly, you know, centralized here in Thousand China. And yeah. uh, the majority of them are either located in Shenzhen or, you know, at least I have an office here in Shenzhen. Yeah. So I would say <laughs> it, the, the supply chain advantage will definitely help to bring the cost down. Yeah. For sure. So, I mean, uh, let's forget about, you know, the labor cost difference. So just, uh, you know, about the raw material cost plus shipping, I, I think that's going to make the pricing, you know, uh, pretty much, I would say at least the double will probably triple. So wow. if we have to make that in the States, you know, that's the challenge. Actually. So if we, if we can't like, so what, the reason why I'm asking this kind of question is because uh, with the global man is having a hard time right now. Um, how long shipping from China to United States? It could take up to like three months to to have any any shipment. It could be even longer because I don't see any ending to this um, delivery schedule delay. It's probably just gonna go longer and longer. So I was trying to see if that's any benefit to starting to migrate the uh, manufacturing process into United States since this is the largest market right now and has been recovered. I mean it's recovering right now but well hey thank you for answering all those questions and um and be able to attend this uh podcast
No problem. Thank you, Rafael.